Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Monday, October 30th. I hope that you're having a wonderful day. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope your week is off to a good start. Now, if this is your first time listening to My Daily Trivia, I want to say welcome to the show. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories, but we do have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, weekends. We take weekends off. We just took this weekend off, but we're bringing it to you five days a week. Now, here's the catch. Each day gets progressively harder. So, of course, today's Monday, which means that today is the easiest day of the week. Now, if you find this episode to be a bit too challenging, I don't know what to tell you. This is as, as easy as it gets. I still think you should listen to other episodes this week. You never know. We might ask you a question, a pretty challenging question that you actually know the answer to. So I think it's worth tuning in. You might have fun. On the other hand, if you find this episode to be a bit too simple, that's okay. This is level one. Tune in tomorrow. Check out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We might find a level for you that fits just right. The Goldilocks episode for you. Now, without any further delay, Without any further preamble, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. What is the common name of an apiculturist? And the colloquial term is a beekeeper. That is a beekeeper. Now, of course, a beekeeper is a person who keeps honeybees, a profession known as beekeeping. Now, beekeepers are also called honey farmers or apiculturists. Apiculturists comes from the Latin word apis, which means bee. The term beekeeper often refers to a person who keeps honeybees in beehives, boxes, or other receptacles. The beekeeper does not control the creatures. The beekeeper, in fact, just owns the hives or boxes and associated equipment. The bees are free to forage or leave as they desire, but bees typically return to the beekeeper's hive as the hive presents a clean, dark, sheltered home. So, that's a beekeeper, also known as an apiculturist. Moving on to question number two. Reflexology is an alternative therapy that involves applying pressure to specific points on what part of the body? And the answer there is your feet and your hands. Reflexology, also known as zone therapy, is an alternative medical practice involving the application of pressure to specific points on the feet ears, and hands. This is done using thumb, finger, and hand massage techniques without the use of oil or lotion. It is based mostly in pseudoscientific system of zones and reflex areas that purportedly reflect an image of the body on the feet and hands, with the premise that such work on the feet and hands causes a physical change to the supposedly related areas of the body. So next time you have a headache or a stomach ache or maybe a toothache, I don't know, maybe you could give it a try. Check out reflexology. Perhaps it will help. Moving on to question number three. 
What does ASAP, that's A-S-A-P, stand for? And ASAP, A-S-A-P, stands for as soon as possible. That's A-S-A-P, as soon as possible. Now, of course, there are really no fun, interesting tidbits or facts I can tell you about this one. So we'll just plow right along to question number four. Sorry, couldn't come up with anything clever for ASAP. Question number four. What is the capital of California? It's not San Francisco. It's not Los Angeles. It's not even San Diego. No, it is Sacramento. Sacramento, which is Spanish for sacrament, is the capital city of the U.S. state of California and the county seat of Sacramento County. Located at the confluence of the Sacramento and American Rivers in Northern California's Sacramento Valley, Sacramento's 2020 population of 500,000 makes it the fourth most populous city in Northern California, sixth most populous in the state, and the ninth most populous state capital in the United States. Sacramento is the seat of the California legislator and the governor of California. So, if you guess San Francisco or L.A., Probably pretty good guesses, but the reality is that the capital of California is Sacramento. Question number five. Which former capital of ancient Egypt is located 12 miles, that's about 20 kilometers, south of Cairo on the west bank of the Nile? I just realized that uh, I gave you guys back-to-back capital questions, so apologies for that. But the answer to this capital is Memphis. Memphis, or Menefer, was the ancient capital of Enebu Hedge, the first gnome of Lower Egypt that was known as North. Its ruins are located in the vicinity of present-day village of Mitrahina in Markaz, which is a county in Badrashin, Giza, Egypt. This modern name is probably derived from the late ancient Egyptian name for Memphis, Mitren, meaning Road of the Ram-Headed Sphinxes. So, if ever you need to uh, remember the capital of Egypt, just think of another U.S. city, Memphis, Tennessee, of course not the same, but Memphis was the former capital of Egypt, ancient Egypt, that is. Actually, here's another fun fact. Egypt has pyramids, right? Do you know what else has a pyramid? Memphis, Tennessee. I'm not kidding you. The Bass Pro Shops headquarters is out of Memphis, Tennessee. It's where it was founded. And evidently, they took the name Memphis so seriously they decided that they should also have a pyramid. So if you want to go shopping at a pyramid uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, just go find the Bass Pro Shops. 
A little fun fact there for you. Let's move on to question number six. Where does Nathan's hot dog eating contest take place every year? And that would be New York City, specifically Coney Island, actually. The Nathan's Famous International Hot Dog Eating Contest is an annual American hot dog competitive eating competition. It is held each year on July 4th at Nathan's Famous Original and Best Known Restaurant at the corner of Surf and Stillwell Avenues in Coney Island, a neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York City. The contest has gained public attention since the mid-2000s due to the stardom of Takeru the Tsunami Kobayashi and Joey Jaws Chestnut. The defending men's champion is Chestnut, who ate 62 hot dogs in the 2023 contest. Can you imagine that? 62 hot dogs. I don't even know if I've eaten 62 hot dogs in my life. This guy ate it one sitting. That's Joey Chestnut. I was at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest that took place in Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York City, U.S. of A. Moving on to question number seven. What state is known as the Everglade State? And the Everglades State, our friend in the South, that is Florida. The Everglades, from which Florida gets its nickname, is a natural region of flooded grasslands in the southern portion of the U.S. state of Florida, comprising the southern half of a large drainage basin within the neotropical realm. The system begins near Orlando with the Kissimmee River, which discharges into the vast but shallow Lake Okeechobee. Water leaving the lake in the wet season forms a slow-moving river 60 miles wide and over 100 miles long. That's about 97 kilometers wide, about 160 kilometers long. It flows southward across a limestone shelf to Florida Bay at the southern end of the state. The Everglades experiences a wide range of weather patterns, from frequent flooding in the wet season to drought in the dry season. Throughout the 20th century, the Everglades suffered significant loss of habitat and environmental degradation. So, that's the Everglades located in Florida, giving it the nickname the Everglade State. Question number eight. In the U.S. version of the office. What is the name of the city that the show takes place in? And that would be Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Office is an American mockumentary sitcom television series that depicts the everyday work lives of office employees at the Scranton, Pennsylvania branch of the fictional Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. It aired on NBC from March 24, 2005 to May 16, 2013, spanning a total of nine seasons. 
The Office was met with mixed reviews during its short first season, but the following seasons, particularly uh, Steve Carell's performance, received significant acclaim from television critics as the show's characters, content, structure, and tone diverged considerably from the British version. In 2016, Rolling Stone named The Office one of the 100 greatest television shows of all time. Now, I personally am a huge fan of The Office. I've watched it numerous times, and I would absolutely agree with Rolling Stone's assessment. I think it is one of the 100 greatest television shows of all time. Personally, I'll probably put it in my top five. I don't mean I can't even think of another one I put up there. It might be top one for me. Now, that's just my opinion, but uh, at least I could answer the question of the city they live in because I know from watching the show that that is Scranton, Pennsylvania. Moving on to question number nine. Who sings the song Born in the USA? And that's by singer-songwriter Bruce Springsteen. Born in the USA is a song written and performed by Bruce Springsteen and released in 1984 on the album Born in the USA. One of Springsteen's best-known singles, it was ranked 275th on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. The song addresses the economic hardships of Vietnam veterans upon their return home, juxtaposed ironically against patriotic glorification of the nation's fighting forces. Excellent song. I've always been a big fan of that song. I remember listening to it as a kid thinking it was a fun song. But then as you kind of listen to the lyrics, you, you notice that there's something else there. In any case, if you haven't heard it, I recommend you go listen to it. That is Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Moving on to our last question of the day, question number 10. What plant is known to help heal a sunburn? And that plant is aloe vera. A personal friend of mine, I always need aloe vera in the summertime. Aloe vera is a tropical medicinal plant that has been used for thousands of years to treat different skin conditions such as wounds and burns. Aloe vera is so effective at soothing burns that it's sometimes referred to as, quote, the burn plant. There's a fair amount of research to show that the clear gel that fills the thick leaves of an aloe vera plant can be used to help with the healing process of a sunburn. A few older peer-reviewed studies have shown evidence that aloe vera is beneficial in healing first to second degree burns, which include mild to moderate sunburns. In a more recent study, a compound in aloe vera called aloin was found to be responsible for the plant's anti-inflammatory benefits. Aloe vera can also help to moisturize the skin and prevent the peeling that sometimes happens with sunburns. Now, I'm quite pale. I'm a very white individual, and I sunburn every year, and so aloe vera to me is crucial. And of course, I have it on hand, even though it's October and I probably don't need it for a while. 
you never know. You just never know when sunburn can strike. In any case, that will uh, conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you tomorrow. Tomorrow.